Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Big Black Girls Small Kink World. Um, today we're going to be diving into a difficult topic. Um, you know, everything, the stage is still set, the bed is still comfy, the pillows are still soft, and the wine is necessary for this conversation. Um, it's going to be, you know, a, two, a two-part situation. I'm going to have an interview. Um, my lovely friend Blackfire on Fet Life is going to come on a little bit later and give us his viewpoints um, on this controversial topic. Today we are talking about race play. Yay! It's the thing I've been talking about, talking about since I started this podcast. In fact, it was the main one of the main reasons why I started this podcast was to discuss these sort of, you know, contra- controversial, strange kink BDSM issues that arise, you know, for certain people who look like me. Like, this isn't something that everyone deals with, but it is something that certain people, you know, <laughs> let's let's put it out there. Oftentimes, black people are incredibly fetishized, and we're going to go over that in a lot of different ways. But I will start this episode by saying that race play is not just black and white. Like, it's not just a white person and a black person and their kinds of sex together and, like, whatever they utilize. Race play is any type of racial reference and any type of racial use utilized during sex. Like, um, I've seen porn where a woman who, uh, you know, was dressed, you know, head to toe, full garb, like a burqa, um, you know, and that was, you know, that was the whole porno was her getting, uh, she was in a threesome and, you know, she was wearing the burqa and everything and they took everything else off except for the top of, you know, the, the actual top of the burqa. And that is considered race play, right? Like that's something they're doing with a specific, uh, like a specific cultural garb or, you know, I would hope it's a person, a Muslim person or a person from one of those Middle Eastern countries who uh, consensually agreed to this and not just somebody who's wearing the costume, but like wearing it as a costume. But, you know, that's neither here nor there because um, I don't know who directed that porn video. But I'm just saying it's not just like white people versus black people and whether or not the sex that they have is considered race play. No, there can be, um, it's, I will, I will say that it often involves either a white person or a black person. Not, not all the time, but often it's a white person and somebody of another race, or it is a black person and somebody of another race. And that, (laughs) I will say that often is where things, um, things often go as, as, as far as like the most common things that I see, but that doesn't mean, you know, I'm talking specifically from my viewpoint in California, you know, in the United States. Um, I don't know what it would be like in different countries. Of course, um, I would love to get more information about that. So if you're in a different country and you are a person who experiences race play or a play or plays with race play or whatever, and you'd like to give me an idea of the scene, do message me. Like if you live in a different country and, you know, you want to give me the lowdown. I would appreciate that. That would be really interesting to learn how the rest of the world handles these specific issues when it comes to sex and sensuality. So um, I will start this difficult topic with a quick, super quick history lesson. So 
I don't know if, uh, you know, like, I don't want to go too far deep into it, but, you know, the reason why black people are in this country is because of the transatlantic slave trade, or at least most of us. There are still people who have, you know, immigrated here from African countries and then, you know, uh, you know, Caribbean countries and all kinds of other places. But the transatlantic slave trade is mainly where the bulk of African-Americans are coming from as far as like how they got to this country. And um, that started in the 15th century and it didn't end until the 19th century. So that was 400 years of chattel slavery, which is a different form of slavery than other types of slavery, which yes, is splitting hairs. But let me tell you that shit is important. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I mean, it's not funny, but it's important because There were things that happened during chattel slavery, like generational slavery, um, people being bred and people being like born into become like just being slaves that didn't happen in other countries and in other cultures. Right. So so that is important to know. And that and the transatlantic trade slave slave trade. My goodness, that's a. It's a mouthful, right? And not a fun one. Um, that slave trade didn't just, they, I mean, they didn't just come to the United States. They also went to South America and they went to, you know, some islands in the area. So when we're, you know, we're also talking about like, you know, Brazil and uh, Haiti. And there's a lot of different places that, you know, lots of different places in South America and things like that, that are experiencing still to this day, like serious colorism and racism and you know all different types of really fucked up things happen in those countries for people who have darker skin tones so that's just you know just to say that the transatlantic slave trade like definitely affected these things and definitely it permeates the culture um in the places that it uh that it transpired right okay so whew. Okay, so let's in this country right here in the United States, um, slavery was officially like the emancipation of slaves was proclaimed on January 1st of 1863, but it didn't actually happen, especially in the southern states until June 19th, 1865. So even then it took a couple years for for the uh, cancellation of slavery to reach people. So just and and it's actually funny fact and it's not really funny it's actually kind of sad mississippi was actually the last state to um actually uh quote unquote uh free the slaves or like uh just like to like disregard like slavery they were the the last state to do it and they did it in 1993 <laughs> so yeah it's been a difficult a difficult road as far as racism and, and and white supremacy in this country, which, yes, I do believe that 400 years of slavery and treating, you know, certain people like they are not people, but like cattle, quote unquote, chattel slavery and, you know, breeding them and spending, you know, hundreds of years dehumanizing them doesn't just go away. And, you know, now at this point, we're dealing with the after effects of those of those issues like yes slavery but not just that slavery ended and then you know between the years of 1865 up until the until 19 like a a year a hundred years about up until 19 in the 1960s was when the civil rights movement happened so that whole year that whole hundred years was Jim Crow and you know all different types of you know atrocities that were 
done against, you know, black people and other groups too. Lots of different atrocities happened during those times. But, you know, I want, I'm going to focus on the black experience with race play, mostly because I'm a black person and it is what I have experienced. And I also think it's the most severe. So like it's, it's the most common and it's the most severe. Like I, am often hit on in a way where my race, my the, the skin tone that I have, you know, all of that can be brought up in one message. <laughs> like, it's like, hey, I love black bitches. And, and it's like, that's what they consider a message to send someone. <laughs> so, so I do think it's a little bit more common. So that's what I'm going to focus on. But I do want to touch on the fact that, um, Asian Americans or Asians in general, but I would say Asian Americans because I'm talking specifically about Americans. Um, I'm sure Latino, Latinx Americans and, you know, Middle Eastern Americans are also are also dealing with, you know, race play and different things like that. I do know that there are people who like specifically only date Asian women or, you know what I mean? Like those kinds of people. Yes. Like even though they're not stating that, um, like what they're doing sexually and whether or not that is race play. The fact that they are dating people specifically because of their race can also kind of fall back into this. So very strange things. Let's just say people, white people like to fetishize races. (laughs) That's a thing I've noticed. Um, I do notice other people do it too. But I see it commonly from my perspective as something that happens usually when I'm speaking with with white people. So um, that's that. Okay, so let's move forward. So I feel like. So because we've hit the history, we're hitting the history portion, right? It's even with the civil rights movement, racism and and the issues with white supremacy, white privilege, like all those issues have not dissipated. They are still here. They might be a, a little bit less prevalent or a little bit, I mean, I wouldn't even say they're less serious. Like police brutality is still really, really huge right now. Huge. <laughs> like it's like a fashion statement. It's just really drastic. And of course that they're, you know, the police aren't only killing black people, but you know, it is a, di- a disproportionate amount. Um, there's all types of statistics that show, you know, lots of different stereotypes debunked about black on black crime and all kinds of different stereotypes that are circled, circled or cycled, you know, through all the media and all kinds of things about black people. Um, you know, so it's no surprise that like this, that my specific group of people is also fetishized, right? Because there's a lot of different types of fetishes that kind of go into what race play could be. Because again, it's not, there isn't like a specific act of race play. There's all different types of things. Like somebody just utilizing a specific slur, which I I have mixed feelings on, but, you know, we'll go into that a little bit later. But somebody using a specific slur can be c- considered race play, um, you know, if they're doing it during sex, right? Um, somebody dressing up a specific way can be considered race play. Like, uh, I've often joked about doing uh, a massa and escaped slave role play, wherein, you know, obviously that would be some type of race play, too, Um there's lots of different 
ways to utilize it if it's something that you're interested in. So let me let me start with my because we're going to have my friend come in Blackfire. He's going to come in and talk to me. Obviously, he's a black man. He's well endowed. <laughs> let me tell you, that stereotype didn't miss him a bit. But um, when he comes in, we're going to talk to him about, you know, his experience, because as a man, he's going to have a whole different experience than I will. But um, he's going to tell us his experience and his opinion on on um, race play. But I have, you know, gathered a little bit of research and opinions and I have my own. Um, I will say that though it does sort of, it, it can bother me because it gets really dark. It can get to a really dark place and a very strange place. Um, race play, like to the point where people are, you know, having children just because they were cuckolded by a big black man, like all kinds of weird things that we're going to dive into. Um, but I will say this, even though it gets strange, I think that black Americans should be able to experience any of the sexual, any of the things on the sexual spectrum. Um, I think that the trauma that people experience in this country <laughs> due to racism and all kinds of weird nuances due to slavery and, you know, Jim Crow and all these different things, it, it, it just, just do whatever makes you feel good. Like if you, if being called the N-word makes you come hard and you are a black person, then look come your lights out. Like, I, I, it, nobody can tell you what you do in your fucking bedroom. That is up to you. I am not here to tell you that you hate yourself or that you are, you know, a trash human because you want somebody of a different race to call you a different name or whatever. That's not up to me. Like, whether or not, like, the reasons why you want things, the reasons why you want to do things are up to you. There are people who are, you know, who, like, like for example, let's put it out there. I am a rape survivor, right? I went through a couple of traumatic experiences. Uh, I've been raped three times. And though this is, you know, not sexy at all, and it's very tragic, um, one of the ways that I that I have healed past those things is by using kink and sex to sort of take, I mean, obviously I had, I have gone through therapy as well and I've spoken to somebody about the things like to process my emotions about it. So I was, I've been able to move past those things. However, you know, you, I still appreciate the non-consensual aspect of it so some so not consensual non-consent is something that I participate in and I have no I have no remorse about wanting to participate in those in in that kink in that fetish despite the fact that I have experienced those things so I feel like that's the same thing like the fact that moments of that trauma arouse me does not mean that I hate myself for trying to recreate the the moments that were pleasurable and not even really recreating it just utilizing it for further pleasure you know what I mean like yeah like I just don't I don't see the problem in that and that 
it's something that I'm dealing with on my own, you know? And I feel the same way about, about race play. Like if you, if there's something that you want to do and it's consensual and you're not doing it with somebody who's like a literal racist, like hopefully you're, you're getting to know this person and this person, you know, agrees that you, that you are a human and that you deserve all the rights and everything, then, then yeah, go for it. Like whatever it is you want to do, you know, live your life. Um, I do think things can get a little problematic and I do think that people definitely need to like just keep keep in touch with whatever makes them feel comfortable and good, right? Because those are the things that you should be aiming for as a person on their kink journey and involving you know, or I'm sorry, uh you know, starting the love the life that they want to have and the the life that they want to love. Like you have to come to those grips yourself. Like I had to dive deep and figure out why I was okay with certain terms and like why, um, why some of those things turned me on. And it was difficult for me to, to sort of come to grips with the fact that, yeah, for some reason, you know, racism, like, like not really racism itself, but the, the hate behind it or the irrationality or something about it can be arousing to some people. And, and, like, I think it might be, like, for me, if I if I try to think it through, because, I mean, it's not just something, I mean, it is something that I have fantasized about, you know, like, I, I joked about, didn't I mention earlier about that joke about the runaway slave? Yeah, that's a joke, but there is a part of me that's like, you know, if I meet the right white guy, right? <laughs> I mean, okay, that's a joke, and I really hope that nobody takes that out of context and drags me on Facebook or literally anywhere else, Twitter, I don't know. I'm not trying to get dragged here. I'm really just trying to state that it's not self-hate to want to be uh, pleasured in the way that you fantasize. And it's okay. It might be difficult. It might be difficult to do the way that you want because it might be hard to find people to participate. But, you know, do what gets you off. And I'm speaking to my POC people, my people of color. <laughs> if you are a person that is not of color and you want to participate in race play, I would definitely ask why. Um, so the main trick, the, the trickery here is that a lot of BDSM can encounter components that are tools for dehumanization, right? Like, I mean, there's literal obje objectification where a person is utilized as like, a thing, right? And and that is hot. It can be so hot to just be like a thing. Like one of the things for me oh, that I love, like a huge fantasy of mine, which I mentioned in my last episode about being submissive, is being a fuck slave, which is like literally just a person, like a collection of holes that somebody just utilizes whenever they're eager and hard and ready, you know? And that is a huge fantasy of mine. Like, yes, that's hot. But... <laughs> You can see how in a situation where the person who I am a fuck slave to is a white man, how that might be difficult for some people to grasp or understand. Like, why would you want to, quote unquote, be this white man's, quote unquote, slave, right? And of course, that's not at all how I would be looking at it. But in this context of what's going on out in the world and what happens in your bedroom, how do you make those things 
how do you dehumanize a person in private and at their consent and then make sure that they are still people that you consider humans outside of the bedroom? You know what I mean? And I feel like that's the component that's missing because yes, you know, fucking people based on this specific stereotype or based on, you know, the specific race can be really hot. The problem comes from you know, these people still experiencing issues out in the real world and nobody really assisting or attempting to make these changes or uh, make these positive changes or assist with these positive changes for these communities, right? So, for example, and I guess in some ways it can be considered appropriation, like, instead of appreciation, right? Um, like, let me think. So, for example... Um, there is a group of people in New Zealand, the natives of New Zealand, they're called the Maori, right? And they have face tattoos. That's like their cultural, one of their cultural signifiers are the, the face tattoos and they are gorgeous and, you know, just, just gorgeous and dark and bold. Um, so for a really long time, the Maori were, you know, getting hunted. Obviously, that's what happened a lot of times, you know, during colonialism is when, you know, they hunt and kill the natives and, you know. Uh, so they were hunted and killed and forced to assimilate and forced to either not get the tattoos, cover their tattoos up, like all these things, right? Okay, so this has been the last, you know, centuries of time. And then a few years ago, I would say like maybe, I think it was maybe like five or ten years ago, um, somebody like, um, some fashion house or whatever sent down, sent uh, models down their runway with Maori face, face tattoos, you know, all different types, but basically taking from that culture. And it was just a mess. Like, obviously everybody was super, you know, all the natives of, you know, that of the Maori natives were very upset and, you know, why? Because these people are still being persecuted and forced to assimilate. And over here in a different section of the world, these tattoos are being praised while this community who where it came from, where it originated from, is getting uh, is still being um, terrorized for it and things like that. And I feel like that's the similar issue. It's like you I feel like people really, really, really love black bodies and they love, you know, black maybe like resources I feel like like people love our music and they love you know our fashion and they love you know our food but they don't love black people like the human person of it like it's very strange um you can still you can still see people utilizing blackface um on a day-to-day basis you just hop on tiktok you can see people being incredibly racist you can see um you know black kids and adults getting fired from jobs and getting kicked out of school for wearing their hair natural like natural hair like just you know the hair growing out of their head um all these different issues you know, and there's plenty more. There's, you know, redlining, there's voter suppression. There are a lot of different issues that are happening in this country that prove that racism is not gone and that white supremacy is still pretty prevalent in the states here. So imagine, so that's why it makes it very difficult to, to, 
to trust a person who is not of color that wants to do race play. That's that's where you need to have conversation upon conversation about what this person's goals are with this scene and, and what are we trying to accomplish. Um, because that's important, you know, the scene should be beneficial for everybody involved. And, you know, if it's going to be satisfying some real racist's fantasy, then that's something that's between the the people in that in that dynamic or in that scene but it wouldn't make me comfortable so again it's it's up in the air it's very nuanced because obviously there's a lot of different things that have happened in this country regarding white supremacy racism you know and misogyny like throw in because I'm a woman like misogyny and like you know the fact that Black women have to deal with sexism and racism and all that compiled together. Like, it's a mess. It's a mess. So just just letting you guys know that, like, obviously do whatever you want to do in your bedroom and make sure that you're doing it good. All right. Get the moans, get the screams, like, let's do it. However, if you were doing something, if you're participating in something that could be problematic and that goes for any problematic kink, like age play or, uh, rape play like any of these things I would just say talk about it until you guys are blue in the face and until everybody is comfortable and feels like things are consensual and that that won't be changing um and I mean that in the most sexy way guys like it's totally hot to negotiate like what you want for your scene so like don't think that talking isn't sexy like obviously (laughs) I know some people will be like well who has time and when is that like no before you have these kinds of scenes, hopefully you're negotiating and having these conversations. Do you have to? I mean, that's up to you and your dynamic. I, I heavily suggest that you negotiate what it is that you're, that you're trying to accomplish. In fact, I don't know that you actually have a scene if you aren't actually going over everything that you want to happen, what you're comfortable with, what your aftercare is going to look like, and what you know, what, what, what it's going to look like after the scene, you know, and, and maybe, maybe you don't know what it's going to look like after the scene. Maybe it's the first time you're trying this and you're not sure if you're going to be comfortable with how it is after, you know, like maybe having your husband calling you the N word changes things. You know, who knows? It really depends on your journey and what you're experiencing and your happiness and, you know, just look into yourself and figure out what you need and then find people who find your tribe, which are people who want to help you get to those needs and, you know, you helping them vice versa. So that's the beginning of this. I really just wanted to go over a few quick things. I also wanted to mention that these other fetishes and kinks can also play into race play and they can also, um, be problematic and and this is you know it again one of those things where you really need to just discuss everything as intently as possible with the person that you're doing these scenes with just make sure that everybody is comfortable and on the same page and if you're not comfortable at any point then hey it is always okay to stop and it is always okay to change it and if that person that you're doing the scene with is not okay with that then I would stop immediately and change partners (laughs) okay 
Um, so there's also things like degradation, humiliation, um, there's trauma play, there's rape play, there's punishment play, there's all different types of things that you can sort of utilize race play in if that's what you're interested in, right? I remember one time, and this is one of the reasons why I started this podcast, was because I was in a Facebook chat or a Facebook group. Um, it was like a black, nerdy Facebook group. Um, and somebody brought up, like, posted a picture of a black woman naked with a cardboard sign that said something like, uh, we'll suck masses cock or, or something like that. And, oh, my goodness, these people went all up in arms. Like, yeah, like, the black people did not appreciate that. And I say the black people because... I was involved, but I was getting shat on for being like, hey, sounds like she's into, you know, she's got a submissive kink, you know, because <laughs> you can also be submissive and have that play into race play, you know. Um, and to me, like, as long as she's consenting or or, you know, whatever it is that's holding up her consensual agreement, then like then and she's happy then I'm happy if that picture got posted without her knowledge and that's a problem and I hope she's you know handling things with the law but otherwise and I was basically saying otherwise whatever gets her off gets her off you know and I was encountering a lot of you know being called a coon and all kinds of things and I was like damn just because like I mean it might not be your kink and it's not even really my kink to be honest there's things about it like there's I mean, I, I could say that there's things about portions of it that are really attractive in certain sense of it. Like, like I have a, like, I think I have a, I have a gangbang kink, right? Where I like, love it when there's tons of hands, arms, dicks, like, yes, I'm currently setting up a glory hole, a monthly glory hole where, you know, every, you know, once a month, you know, I get to get, you know, three to five of my favorite dicks together and they attack me in some small confined space um, with their penises. And I'm alarmed, but like relieved because who doesn't want three to five penises in their face at any good, you know, any time? I mean, sure, some people do, but <laughs> none of them are here. So, you know, that can be something that incorporates race play, right? I can be like, well, I only want three big black dicks. <laughs> Whatever, you know, like that's something that can be incorporated. So it can be, and and we'll go deeper with, with Blackfire, but it could also be something as like, there's a group called the Queen of Spades. And they literally are just a group of women that only fuck black dudes. Like, they only fuck big black dudes. And they're called bulls. Um, and that's it. They're, like, married women who, with their husbands, who like to be cuckolded, which can also be, doesn't always have to be, but can also be something that is involved in race play. And is most commonly race play related. Um, yeah, cuckolded. And they just like being, you know, fucked by huge groups of like l just largely dicked black men and then some women get pregnant and like they have these children and like it's just a very strange it's very strange you know but uh yeah there's lots more to come guys it's gonna be an interesting an interesting episode so hold on for part two i'm gonna 
put in a little advertisement, you know. Uh, so click and support, guys. Uh, let me know, again, what you think of, you know, the podcast. Any ideas, any questions, anything like that, anything you'd like me to answer. Um, I'm starting a couple new segments also. Let me know if you'd like to hear me read a naughty story. Or maybe you want me to tell a naughty story. Or maybe you want me to tell you about some of my sexual exploits, which I can totally do, guys. Like, whatever we need to do to bond, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to give you give a little advertisement, take a little break, and we'll be right back with my buddy, Blackfire. Thanks again for listening. Big Black Girl, Small Black... Oh, my gosh. Can't talk. Big Black Girl, Small Kink World at gmail.com. Send me all your questions and uh, any other information, Okay. Well, and we're back um, with my friend, Blackfire. Welcome. Hey there. (laughs) So I just want to do a quick little recap um, just to catch you up. (laughs) The episode will be added to um, to something I was saying before. Um, I went over, uh, you know, a little bit of Black history as far as like where Black Americans have mostly come from slavery um i went over oh let's see i went over a little bit about race play as far as like the definition and um colorism and racism still is alive in this country all right now let's ask blackfire some questions about himself (laughs) blackfire uh how long have you been in the kink world um, well, I started out a long time ago, a little bit, but I've really been into it a lot for the past 10 years or so. Great. And, um, what are your titles? If you feel comfortable, do give your age and you are of course a black man while you're here. <laughs> well, if I wasn't, there would be a slight problem. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> um, on, on say FetLife, I, I go, uh, for under a sensualist, it's, it's about the, the sensual aspect of things for me, how to make you feel good and you making me feel good. Uh, as oh. for age, it's around 50 or so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I mentioned that me and Blackfire are very well acquainted. Um, he is a friend with pretty solid benefits. Um, and we, uh, I yeah. would hope so. Yeah, but we have a lot of fun. Um, uh, I do want to just sort of ask a few questions. Obviously, as a Black man in the kink community, first of all, there aren't that many of us in the kink community at this point, right? It's pretty small, at least in California, right? Yeah, definitely. Very small amount. So it is sort of very noticeable when people, I feel like when Black people are like, in the events and like like i feel like i get i get sort of talked to a lot and things like that because i'm a black woman and because and because that's pretty rare and i feel like that probably happens to you too yeah i mean there are a few more black guys than black ladies in there but yeah i do get picked out quite a bit depending on the party i'm at or seeing that i'm at because i am black Mm. how do you uh do you maybe at least you get called out? What do you do? (laughs) There have been times where I have been requested. Certain people have even 
been in one room and getting called from other rooms saying you need to come here now with people passing messages like you're being requested. <laughs> okay, guys. So, um, <clears throat> Blackfire has a humongous deck. Oh. <laughs> and music. And so that, that is why he gets very well requested. Um, and it, it's quite a fun time. His nickname, what was, this, what was your nickname? Oh, I got it. It's the Destroyer. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, that was that is the nickname, yes. I don't so use good. it. Other people use it. Oh, that's true. That's true. He does not use it. I use it frequently. <laughs> um, gosh, I, uh, I lost my train of thought. I was... <laughs> I was remembering um, how we kind of, like, so me and Blackfire actually met at a party, and he was very quiet and polite and, like, just being really nice while I was kind of nervous. It was my first party, and, yeah, he was just very chill, and I was talking to him. Did we talk about comic books that time? We had a very yeah, platonic Yeah, we, we started off talking about comic books, yeah. Yeah, and it was super fun, and then... You know, uh, the next time I was at a party, I was at that party with a couple of friends, and then we were only there for a little bit of time, and then we left. Had fun though, but didn't really stay and like get to know people. A sex party, guys, not like a. <laughs> Had fun, a yeah. Party. Every person in there was jealous of all of you, so yeah. <laughs> fun. Anyway, um, so then uh, the next time I went to a party, I went by myself, and Blackfire was just so kind. He, I mean, even though we've only really talked, we had only talked once. He made sure to like, you know, be around and was like, you know, kind of protective of me. And, and then what what did the hmm. <laughs> that was the party that we first kept up at? That was fun. Yes. Somebody literally yelled, Beware of the destroyer, and that's how I learned his name. Very fun. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway. if I remember correctly, you took that as a challenge, is what it was. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. Oh man. <laughs> Whew. All right, so um, so back to the race play. So yeah, there's not that many black people on the scene. So what is um what is your overall opinion of race play, and what has been your experience with it so far? Um, it, it it's, it's kind of complicated with me. It really depends on where they're coming from. Is it something that's really a turn on for them, or is it something they've always wanted or desired but never went through because of you know society, upbringing, whatever. Um, is it a case of seeing contrast, something that turns them on? If something like that, I'm all for it. But if it's from a place of denigrating someone, like see how bad you are for being with a black man or only a real slut would want to do what you're doing with him, then no, that that's a turn off. And that's not that's the wrong reasons. And they're they're denigrating not only that other person, but me as well. Right. And that could also because there is a lot of because there isn't like a race play act. Like it's not like a specific thing. There's all these different things in kink that can involve race play at some point. Yes. So somebody who's like into degradation and humiliation could very well like those things, but still not want to participate in race play and that kind of like denigration and things like that because oppression is still alive in this country and it's just really uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. And, and like I said that, like you said, that, that, that can be somebody's thing. Both of those people could enjoy it. It's just not my place. So <laughs> Right. Nor is it mine. <laughs> to be honest, you know? Like my opinion is very similar. Um, as long as people, I feel like as long as personally, I feel like people of color, mostly black people, because of all the oppression we are literally dealing with and have dealt with, 
I feel like they should do whatever the fuck they want. Like, come do whatever you gotta do. Do it hard <laughs> with your life. When it comes to people, um, like to white people wanting to be in, um, wanting to utilize race play and things like that, I, I feel the same way. They definitely need to talk it through and figure out what the reasons why and make sure everybody is comfortable and everything is consensual and all of that. Otherwise, stay away from it, you know? <laughs> that would be my yeah, I, it, I, it's 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 great if you're there for the right reasons or positive reasons for both you you and me. But if you're there, it enforcing like negative racial stereotypes. That's that's a place where it starts getting going downhill. All right, uncomfortable. So then, um, let's go over some of your experiences. Then, um, what are your three worst experiences, that, or what's a what's a really bad experience you've had? And then we'll do the positive one after. <laughs> okay, so a really bad experience is a couple where it was obviously it was the husband's idea. You know, I always left, um, almost left when it looked like the wife wasn't into it, but she assured me she was just nervous. Um, as things progressed, the husband who wasn't participating, he's just watching, but he kept verbally abusing her. How does, you know, how's that feel to be in that N-word dick in your mouth? If you can only see how much of a slut you look like riding that N-word cock. Um, you know, our eyes were like pleading at me the entire time. So, you know, really, I actually faked an orgasm just to get it over with. And she, yes. she knew what I was doing. And when I left, she gave me a hug and said, thank you. Wow. What a weird situation. I am so sorry. That must have been so uncomfortable. It was. And, you know, I never heard from them again. But I, I to this day, I still feel sorry for her because... She obviously was not in a place she really wanted to be, and she was only doing it because he wanted to, and that's yeah. that's just the wrong thing. Yeah, a hundred percent. It should never. You should. Nobody should ever be participating in something that they do not want to be participating in. Consent should be like enthusiastic. Yes, it shouldn't be like. Oh, how uncomfortable. Um. What about a good experience? Um, there was this um wife. Uh, and a couple with a wife who um, were brought to my attention. The husband got a hold of me. She was a stereotypical Southern uh, raised um, white family, you know, racist asses, basically. Sorry for those people in the South. But, um, they, you know, she told me that literally her family had referred to black people as monkeys. Um, she left there as soon as she could, moved out here, you know, got together with this guy. And they began exploring, you know, what their kink life was like. Um, they got into uh, swinging, but even though they got into it, she had issues because she couldn't get past the kind of early programming that she had from her family um, that she had been attracted to black men and people that she had talked to during the, the parties and events they attended. But when it came down to actually playing with them, she just couldn't. Um, it just, mm -hmm. it, she, it just didn't feel right to her. She felt guilty about wanting it, you know. And she, it started affecting her desire to even go to the these type of events, even though they both really wanted to. Um, the husband contacted me and wanted to, you know, he'd known me for a while and he knew what I was like, and he thought that. I would be able to help her in this. And I was like, sure. Um, we met beforehand and talked about you know, what it was that they wanted. And, you know, we all agreed this seemed to be a good thing. Um, mm -hmm. We got together um, and 
she was kind of hesitant first, you know, did what I could to make her feel comfortable being passive when she wanted to encouraging her to do more. Um, I, I started off when, you know, it looked like she was floundering a little, um, asked her to give me a massage, you know, you know, about people giving me a massage where that <laughs> kind of leads to, uh, <laughs> and, you know, it basically it let her touch me at her own pace and set the tone. Um, and as mm -hmm. she, you know, she saw me getting excited, she obviously got more excited. And with a little encouragement from her partner, she eventually really started to get into it and started playing. Um, and by, you know, Ooh. and, you know, we, and he started participating as well. And wow. so it started, you know, it was a really big, fun pile of people. Um, and, you know, when it was over, we were sitting there just kind of cuddled up together, you know, arms and legs all entwined. And and she, we noticed that she was crying and I was asking, you know, is she okay? Did something go wrong? And she was like, no, she was crying because she felt like a great weight had lifted and that, she, you know, it was, she finally was getting over all that time that she had spent with the guilt. And she was feeling that she's kind of free from her parents' bullshit. Oh my God, that's actually really good. I mean, I feel like that's the point of pink, you know, to work through trauma and other things and get past yeah. it. I mean, that's a part of pink. Maybe not the point, but definitely yes. a part of it. And, you know, and they went to other parties and she was able to play with those other people. And as apparently they were happy, you know, have had a great time ever since. So it, you know, it was good. Very fun. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that you had a good experience. I'm sure you've had more than one good experience, but. I mean, I know that uh, you've. I know that you've been around a little bit of time, so I'm sure you've had a mixed bag of these things. But would you say that that race play fulfills something for you, or at all? Um, it's yeah, you know, it's not something that I go out and seek. But I, you know, I've had you know, uh, white girlfriends before, and it, you know, I I like, you know, there has been something that's drawn me to that, and in 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 the the lifestyle it has as well. It's not something that I go out and look for. I'm not, you know, a big thing. It's like, oh, I'm definitely want to do this, but I'm at the same time, I'm not hesitant at all. If it is someone else's kink, if someone, you know, I have had at parties, you know, couples asked for me because, you know, they were black, you know, the guy, you know, she, you know, when they came in, the husband's like, oh yeah, she's only likes black guys. So, you know, yeah. and uh, that's not a problem. It's, you know, because it's it's something that obviously they both had talked about, they both know, and they're both good with it. Right. Yeah, as long as it's yeah, safe or risk aware, consensual. Yeah. Um, okay, okay, that's good. I mean, I feel like I feel like it's a it's a common understanding that in pink you're gonna be we're gonna be dealing with things that are taboo and this race play is extremely taboo, especially you know, amongst the black community, like I know that I've gotten arguments with people about it, not because it's really my thing, because again, it's not, it's something that I've experienced a few times, but it's not something that I would, again, not something I would speak out more than likely. I do have a few fantasies about it, but that's more about power exchange than anything. Um, but I do know that black people is very sensitive, a very sensitive discussion. Most pink things are, but it's important to take into consideration that it's everybody, is everybody's personal business, you know, like, whether or not I do whatever I do in my bedroom has nothing to do with anyone else. Right. <laughs> I just want that to be clear. You know, like you do what you want. <laughs> uh, so then, let's see. Um, how do you feel about um, 
Well, okay, so how do you feel about people who have the terms, like the names, like they call themselves like a bull or you know, like a cuck queen or like people who spec- like specify these kinks and involve race play in them? Does that bother you at all? Or do you have boundaries about people who have those terms, you know, like do those kinds of things regularly? Um, I don't. I mean, I, I, I think I've been, for example, used as a bull, though I don't think of myself as that. Um, and, you know, the, the cut queen, the queen of spades, the, all those terms, it's like, well, that's their kink. You know, you know, I bet people who, you know, certain ladies who actually have like a queen of spades tattooed on them someplace proudly, you know, so showing it off, you know, and have, you know, jewelry or whatever to doing the same. And, you know, it's, it, it's your kink. If, if you aren't hurting you or your partner or me or being, uh, being in, in such a way that you're, you're, you're trying to bring somebody down about it. I, I don't have any problem with it. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm explaining them. Um, by the way, guys, a bull is just like a, just like a large dicked man. <laughs> I forgot to mention. So a bull is somebody who, who just has a big penis basically. And is just somebody that is usually that I feel like they're usually utilized as like a, like a unicorn, like a woman who is like used just for a threesome, you know, they're kind of like a pool is, is the thing. Like they're like a, yes. right? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've been at parties yeah. where couples have like come and handpicked me going, hey, um, we have a room, let's go over here because I just want to have, have you just get my brains fucked up and, and that's it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Hmm. <laughs> what a kind request. And of course you forget. Like, well, yes, ma'am, I absolutely. <laughs> your brains out absolutely follow me okay <laughs> and then cuckolding is what you had like mentioned earlier is usually um a male doesn't always have to be a male usually a, a male sort of offering his offering his woman <laughs> offering his woman to a bull and like watching her or being involved at some point but uh sort of i guess being humiliated i guess technically by this man fucking his wife or girlfriend yeah, it's, possibly getting it's definitely it. like that and it's it's definitely um something you touched on it's a power play kind of situation where you know it's it's yeah. she's showing her power over him by by being mm-hmm. with someone else right in front of him yeah i've also heard some more intense things like um this other day just other, like literally just a week ago <laughs> one of the ladies i was chatting up around yeah i get around okay one of the ladies i was chatting up was saying that um like we were you know we were uh <clears throat> cybering over fet <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> telling me that she she would you know totally want to be like with me and like a black man and and she would be submissive to us and i was just like i mean uh who's not gonna play with that like that's hot you know? <laughs> just like, All right, you'll be the cream in our oreo and uh, so that's how that Am I going to have to get names went. and numbers from you later on? Because <laughs> Hey, we will convene. <laughs> you know, if I've got it, you got it. <laughs> we share yes. all the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do. I mean, it is very clear that like black people, whether, or maybe it's like brown skin. I don't know what it is, but there's something about black people in this specific cultural climate right now. 
that, uh-oh, did we go bye-bye? Oh, we might have. Uh-oh. I don't think I've lost volume. Hey, welcome back. Sorry about that. <laughs> hey. Um, woo, um, so, yeah, like I was saying, it, it seems like for some reason, um, Black bodies, Black people are heavily fetishized all over the planet. <laughs> it's an exciting phenomenon, but I do wish that people cared the same amount about Black bodies, like about Black humans, the way they do about Black bodies and Black culture and like black music, black food, you know, they love everything else. They just don't love um, us as humans, I guess, <laughs> all, the, all the time, right? So right. that's the main problem with race play is that you have to make sure that everybody feels humanized <laughs> all the time. Yeah, <laughs> so and I definitely have had times where I've turned down people because it's, it hasn't felt right. You know, it was obvious that, that this wasn't a good situation and I'm like, yeah, I don't want to even get into that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah very true. Uh, yeah, anybody, I feel like it's, it's easy to spot, too. Like, there are people who are definitely out there to just, like, fuck their first black dude to make their dad mad or whatever. Or, like, some dude, like, guys will message me and say things like, oh, I'm, you know, down with the swirl and all kinds of weird shit. And I'm just like, I'm just a person, you know, and yeah race play is a thing and it could be fun but it could also be really problematic and damaging it just really depends on how it's utilized and if it's consensual and how everybody feels involving you know in in the dynamic itself right right all right um you know what's interesting i actually have a friend um who was a bull for i feel like most of his 20s and he actually conceived a child with um one of the couples that he was you know hanging hanging out with um actually was a, a friend of his so it wasn't as um like i guess uh like as weird as it sounds because they were friends like i guess you could see it as like people who were just i guess in a throuple and they just happened to get pregnant okay you know but but there was definite like it was there was definite race play there and, and with the way he told it to me the first time i was just like wait what like you have a child with a with a white woman <laughs> because <laughs> because you cuckolded her husband what <laughs> and like that's actually that's actually a thing like that, that is are... actually a thing yes I've actually yeah. been asked to do oh, that no. before to to father someone's child yes I have oh man how was that uh it was very odd I mean I I'm not gonna lie it's breeders kind of puzzle me on the one hand it's their kink but to me if um, having to only have a black baby feels no better than someone saying they would never have a black baby i mean it's it may be part of race pay but it just felt kind of racist to me at the time even if it's in a reverse way oh well it sounds racist now <laughs> <laughs> but um i i do want to say that like in his situation, he is there, like he's there raising his child with them. But it's not like a oh, yeah, yeah. This is a know, completely so different thing. Yeah. Different, but there are groups online. Like this is how deep this gets. I'm mentioning it because it's just really deep and strange because it's like this is this is where things can get problematic. Like it, it happens in every single 
strange taboo kink though, right? Like there are age players who do things that would make regular age players feel uncomfortable. <laughs> There's always people who take things a little bit too far. And I would say people who are trying to get pregnant by a black man just to have a, just to have a baby that is cuckolding their husband. This is like what they're doing. Like that's a problem. I guess like that's a little weird. Um, you know, it's not my life and I can't tell people what to do and how to have the sex they want to have. All I can say is I wouldn't do it, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's def- yeah. not not something I want to do at all. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, this has been such a lovely conversation. Thank you so much for stopping by and talking to me. Um, what, I guess we're in quarantine now, so I haven't seen you in forever. <laughs> too long. Believe me, way too long. <laughs> it has been some time. And, you know, you mentioned breeders. <laughs> and, yes, I know that it's strange of me to, like, to say anything about breeders because I have a huge breeding fantasy, too. But it definitely has nothing to do with, like, actually getting pregnant. You know, it's like the fun part. And, and there's a <laughs> difference between the fantasy. I mean, because I've actually had people uh, in doing a couples where they're going, this is the fantasy. She's on something. So don't worry about it. <laughs> but oh, it's, it's, this is a fantasy that, you know, we're going to be right. going along. I'm like, really? And I'm like, they're like, yeah, 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 really. <laughs> that's, that's weird. I mean, is it? I don't know. I have a really serious breeding fantasy. I, I don't know. It's just the feeling it's very primal. And like a lot of stuff is primal, like that. Like it's what we all do. It's like our, the most natural thing, you know. Um, but there's something like super duper hot about like about just the act of like trying to make a baby. Like obviously not doing that, but like the cream pies. I, I like cream pies. That's what it is. <clears throat> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't gonna step into that, right? <laughs> Because you know, all right. Well, <laughs> oh man, I'm just bursting to giggles. Uh, that's uh, it's been a long quarantine. <laughs> it's super long. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for stopping by. I appreciate you for taking the time, and I hope to see you soon at like a party, an event, in my bed, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> thank you guys for joining us. Um, do go to my Instagram of the same name, Big Black Girls, Small Teens World. I have a Facebook page. Check me out there. Um, you can also uh, check out uh, check me out on uh, Pet Life and Sexual Chocolate. It's, you know, Sexual Chocolate number four because one, two, and three were taken. <laughs> you can um, let's see what else you can do. You can email me questions or any kind of information that you want. Anything you want me to add, like add or. Maybe you have an opinion. You want me to, you know, talk about it. You know, whatever at uh, big black, big black girl, small pink world at gmail.com. Why didn't I think of a shorter name? Anyway, <laughs> thanks guys for joining. Have a lovely night.